Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Dynasty football podcast. That's Dynasty in Depth. It's Colt here, and I'm joined as always by Ryan. How's it going, Ryan? Doing well. How are you? I am doing great because I am drinking some of my favorite spring beer, yeah. although it's not technically spring here in Pittsburgh. It seems like every year it comes out earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. But every year in springtime, I get myself a case of delicious Trogues Nugget Nectar. Mm-hmm. And I like to follow it up with another case of Bell's Hop Slam. <laughs> and then another case of Trogues Nugget Nectar. <laughs> and then another case of Hop Slam. Usually yeah. the Hop Slam goes faster. Uh, it's very tasty, 10%, double IPA. I know you've grown a little bit tired of the IPAs. Yeah, that is very true. You seem to be enjoying the Hop Slam. I've had one of each, and they're both delicious. <laughs> they're both delicious. <laughs> So last episode, we will talk through the NFC South and our off-season buys and sells. We are going to wrap up the NFC West off-season buys and sells for this last episode and then move on to what we're very excited about, the heart and soul of your dynasty team, Mm -hmm. incoming rookies. Yep. So we're looking forward to that. But at the same time, you need to be constantly reviewing your roster, your roster construction, and how you can make it better. NFC West is an interesting division. I thought it was very strong this year. Yeah. I mean, they had the team in the Super Bowl the last two years. So one of those teams, not so much in the Super Bowl, is the Arizona Cardinals, but they have some excited pieces. Is there anyone you're looking to buy from the Arizona Cardinals? That's a great question. Um, I think I would throw out an offer for... I don't know what's going to happen at running back. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring back Kenyon Drake. I don't know if David Johnson <laughs> is <laughs> going to be playing in the NFL next year. I'm sure he will be at $16 million a year. But I'm seeing Chase Edmonds as a throw-in on yeah. a ton of deals. And at this point, I think I would you know, just be interested in his RB50 price just from the standpoint that we saw what he did when he got to play as a starter this year. Uh, I think he had, what, 35 fantasy points. Yeah. Small sample size, but, you know, at a free throw-in 23-year-old, you know, running back for, for an offense on the on the upswing, I think I'd like to add him to my roster. And if you're the David Johnson owner, you definitely want to get him. For right? sure, yeah. Right. And so what do you think? Do you think Kenyon Drake's gone? I think they'd like to bring him back. I think that's kind of what they're – they've alluded to but at some point you pay david johnson 16 million dollars in the cap hit what do you think Kenyon drake's gonna go for yeah another eight yeah so is that is that wishful thinking for him yeah I don't know, six to eight i don't know too much about can they like uh tag him in some sort of way transition tag or something like that they could that would be very expensive though uh, okay yeah because then you get the, you get the average of the top five well that's salaries. a franchise tag what about transition tag i think, I think they could, can do like a second or third round Tag because you can do one transition and one franchise tag, right? Yeah, but the transition tag I, doesn't the transition tag cost more than the franchise tag? Isn't that what Kirk Cousins ran into in Washington? Either way, I don't see them yeah, okay. paying like twenty five million dollars for the running backs. No, and, that and if you make did any spend twenty five million dollars on your running backs, wouldn't you want something more than Kenyon Drake and David <laughs> <You> Johnson? <would laughs> <think so. laughs> It'd be very depressing. I don't know. I, I think they'd like to work something out, but 
it's just hard for me to envision. I think Edmonds is a good call. Where was he drafted? Was he a fourth round? Yeah, pick? he was early fourth from uh, Fordham, right? Fordham, small school, but great profile, very yeah. athletic. Yeah, looked good in the games he he played. He had three touchdowns in that one game against the Giants, I believe it was. Yeah, he had such a small opportunity. Player profiler has his best comparable to Dion Lewis, which I think makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, very similar type. So players. even if he's even if Drake comes back, even if David Johnson, I don't know, maybe he was mysteriously injured last year, and maybe he's just I don't know who's going to be the starter, but we know what running backs in the NFL do; they get hurt. Yeah. So I'm interested in owning the second running back. Um, at a, I, I would own every single RB two for all 32 teams <laughs> in Dynasty if they cost a, if they were a throw in. Makes sense. My buy is Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Still buying him even at ADP, January DLF ADP, wide receiver 24, because I think there's still upside there. He has 18-year-old, 93rd percentile breakout. We expect this to be a high-volume offense, and Kyler Murray looked like the real deal. Yeah, He had 108 targets in only 13 games, mm-hmm. which is a large percent of that offense. He's cont- Every year he's gotten better. I I could see a Chris Godwin type breakout year for him this upcoming year if he stays healthy. He has the profile for it. Do you think Christian Kirk needs a? Do you think he needs a one A to his one B? That's what I think he needs. Maybe I. I don't know if that's Evan. If you're saying that Evans to the Godwin, but I think he can do it just based on volume alone in this yeah. offense. He missed He missed three games, and from what I've read, I mean, he had a. It was kind of a fluky ankle. He shouldn't have even been in the game when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a fluky ankle. Sp- it was a high ankle sprain, which is very scary, like very yeah, painful. Your season's down, I mean. Yeah. If it happened to me or you, we wouldn't be able to walk <laughs> for like a year. Uh, but he came back after three games and played, much like Saquon. And, you know, you got you to play to get paid, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think – I think he can be a volume hog, and I don't think he necessarily needs that because he's explosive after the catch, and we saw that earlier on in the year, some big mm-hmm. games until he got hurt. So I don't think he necessarily needs that with the right volume. I think if he had some field stretchers out there and maybe not necessarily – I know a lot of people are talking about C.D. Lamb, and I don't know if that hurts him, and I don't know if that helps him. I don't think it – I don't think – I think it I think it helps him more than hurts him. Well, that, The volume is going to be there. Yeah. I hope so, but I, I I still think he is a continued buy because I guess I see top twelve possible upside. Really? Me. Yeah, I think his floor is very safe. So even if you buy him, um, and if you buy him at RB fifteen or twenty, I think he's still safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't see the floor falling out on him. I guess I could see him. Yeah, I think maybe up to fifteen if he has a yeah. twelve hundred and eight sort of season. Well, Kyler Murray's already quarterback four. Amazingly, got to throw to someone. Chris, they threw a lot last year. Fitzgerald's coming back. What do you think of? What would you pay for him? Would you pay a mid first in the twenty twenty draft? Maybe not very middle. It it depends on who's on the board. I don't know if I'd have CD. I wouldn't take him over CD Lamb, but I would take him over the second tier of wide receivers sure. if that's who's on the board maybe like your higgins rager higgins rager yeah. i know love love both of them but i think the third year you know he had and every year he's improved great profile early breakout just everything we want to see and then just a volume hog and you're avoiding the possible bust there's always bust you know right, bust right. risk. yeah his, his his floor in a full 16 games would be a thousand yards yeah so. right. feel who, pretty good about that what are, who are you selling 
I am selling Kenyon Drake. Value at an all-time high. 27 next year. We don't know where he's going to be. He's going to be 27 already. Yes. Wow. He's a talented back out yeah. of Alabama, but he'd have to land in a really good situation if he leaves, which we expect him to leave Arizona, to be a three-down back. I don't know. I don't really see that. So. No. Yeah, I have him as myself. It, you know, it, what's going to stink is if he signs, you know, for three. Where I'm trying to see where he is right now. Um, if he signs, oh, he's 25. See that? That's a pretty reasonable price. But at the same time, I just don't see him him repeating if he's not in the best situation possible. Um, you know, if he sticks around in Arizona, who knows? I yeah, mean, you might get one more year out of him. But and Adam Gates definitely held him down. Mm-hmm. But Adam Gase wasn't there in Miami last year, and he didn't really do too much. No. He was in a really nice situation. Mm-hmm. So, you, and, and so might be, you're not selling for anything you can get. It's, no. yeah. hey, I'm looking, shopping this player. I'm seeing what the offers are. If I'm only getting fourth round offers, then I'm not selling them. I just hold and see what happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you might even want to wait and just see, does he resign? Free agency starts in March. Right. Does he resign with Arizona? That's going to change his price tag versus whether he signs with another team or, you know, it goes to a muddy backfield. And I like to use these players that I'm not super high on as buys for lower tier players that mm-hmm. I am higher on. So sure. I might use them, get that player and a draft pick thrown in or something like that. Like so if you're I'm... saying, so you would trade like Kenyon Drake to, to move quote unquote down to get Curtis Samuel yeah, and yeah. a third or something yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. That exactly. That, that's what I, that's what I'd be looking for. How about a rookie you'd like to see on the Cardinals? I actually think they need some wide receiver help. Um, I like Christian Kirk a lot. Um, I think it would be nice for him to have some type of running mate. Yeah. Uh, Larry Fitz can't be the running mate forever. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not super high on Andy Isabella as, as a one a to, to Christian Kirk. He's not really in that mold. No. So I I don't know that they need to go as high as CD lamb, um, in the first round or something like that, but maybe in the second round, Mm. could they go, you know, a T Higgins or something like that, depending on who would fall. Right. But or even like a Justin Jefferson, but really I just need a body. I need, I need a more talented body to, to, to be the one B the Christian Kirk. That makes sense. You don't think their uh, fourth round pick that everyone was high on last year is? Uh... I think he could be a three. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, we haven't seen him yet, but could it be <laughs> Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, Hakeem Butler, and Andy Isabella out there? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of fictitious things because we don't know if <laughs> T. Higgins is going to be good. We don't know if Hakeem Butler is good. We don't know if Andy Isabella is good. But on paper, that could be interesting. Yeah. Why? Why did? I guess they were out of it and. I don't know. Wait, he broke his hand? Finger. That seems like you should be able to come back and play at some yeah, point during the year. I think so. It, we expected him. He was a slow developing receiver in yep. college. He Maybe he's a Devontae Parker, sort of. Yeah, who knows? He could have a <laughs> six-year, <laughs> fifth-year breakout. I had a... Uh, Work for Devontae Parker. Yeah. I have Cole Komet yeah. out of Alabama. He was a four-star tight end recruit. He had he went forty three for five fifteen and six last year, but he's a big boy. He's six five two sixty eight, and he's only twenty coming into the draft. Wow! So I think I think they'll continue, and we saw this offense change throughout the year. They changed speed, how they're running, type of plays they're running, mm-hmm. uh, kind of mixing things up because I I think I think they'll adapt. I think they'll change. 
and the NFL game is different than the college game. So I think like having an athlete and a good tight end athlete could be an asset to this offense. Yeah, I think that could work for him for sure. Yeah, so that that's who I thought uh, might be a fit there. Moving on to the San Francisco 49ers. We saw them just in the Super Bowl last week. Anyone you'd like to buy from this offense? Yeah, um, I think this will catch up soon. So I think this is one of those moves, if you're going to make it, you're going to make it. Uh, you, it's, you might even be too late after the Super Bowl. But I was kind of surprised to see Debo Samuel still at wide receiver 23 um, in ADP. I think that I would buy him. I would buy five spots on that. Yeah. Um, I think after the Super Bowl, he looked just pretty dynamic. I think that window could probably be over already. But right. at wide receiver 23, I would buy five spots on that. I thought about that. And then like with Christian Kirk at wide receiver 24, who is younger than Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. heading into his third year. Debo Samuel was a fifth-year uh, redshirt senior, had a long injury history mm-hmm. in college. Was, I think he was hurt this year, right? He missed a couple games. Uh, I think missed, they're both. He, he missed I think they're both buys, the, though. I think Christian Kirk's a buy too at twenty-four. See, I, I, I think Christian Kirk's a buy. Yeah. I think Debo. I really wanted him to be a buy, but I think he's a sell for me right now. He was a great prospect coming into college. I still don't know how I feel about this offense, and I'm not sure when Jalen Hurd comes back. Kittle's obviously the focal point. With the injury history, he came into college the same year as Chris Godwin, which is whenever I was looking at that recruiting class, I was like, oh, Godwin, Debo Samuel, same year. So I think he's priced right, or I might be looking to sell, actually, because I think they could bring someone in, too. I think. Oh, yeah, they definitely could. They don't have a lot of wide. They don't have a lot no. of good wide receivers on that team. And I don't know if that helps Debo. I, I don't know if I see. So what I run into, I think Debo is solid. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has the same to me. He doesn't profile as a high of ceiling as Christian Kirk, Would based you, on do age you like and more injury than history. Where's uh, the volume on that offense? Isn't great either. No, and Lockett's three years older. Yeah, I think I like. Where's Lockett at? He's he's three spots higher. Wide receiver twenty. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's tough to make the decisions between you got guys like the Keenan Allens and the and the Lockets and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And Adam yeah. Thielen sticking around that zone. And Sometimes got, my seasonal seasonal game teams yeah. kind of you can't mix them. Can't mix them because Lockett started off the year so strong, got really quiet. Seems like DK Metcalf kind of took over on that offense. Mm-hmm. Then they just decided to run every single game. Yeah. So. I don't know what's going on there. I would like Debo more than Tyler Lockett. I would have Lockett lower than twenty. I think so. Yeah, and I just—I mean, I liked Debo's rookie, and I liked the way they they used him in all facets of the game. Yeah, it's nice um, to see the rushing production. But that offense is unpredictable. I think you got Kittle and Debo as your one A and one B, and you know you never know what Kyle Shanahan's offense is gonna yeah is gonna put out for you. For me, his injury history and his age as mm-hmm. a rookie makes him not so much a buy for me because mm-hmm. as we said before i am ageist yes. i like the younger players mm-hmm. uh because if a year gets wasted and i bought him so be it but we know once they hit 30 and you know he's only 25 it's not like he's 24 yeah. but well he'll be 25 yeah, next yeah. year so yeah I, I think he's priced appropriately mm-hmm. i i wouldn't be buying on him if i could get a first for him i'd be selling for sure any first yeah okay even a one ten? Oh, no, I don't know. 
<laughs> that's the same question you asked me about Kirk. Yeah, you know, that's probably one of those things I'd probably want to wait till after the draft. Yeah. Because landing spots, the, this draft keeps getting, I, I think, kind of a little bit thinner and a little bit thinner at high-end talent. So I kind of want to see if landing spots either prop up a few guys or do they kill a few more guys right. for me. Okay, how about someone you're looking to sell? Um, I would look to sell. Can I capitalize on Mostert? Absolutely. <laughs> we talked about him earlier. Yeah. He saw RB33 in January ADP. I, I'd imagine he was a, a waiver wire pickup in your league. So, I mean, if I could get like a late second for him mm-hmm. as a 20 yep. going on 28 year old undrafted running back from Purdue, nice, yeah. good story, you know, but I think I've definitely, I'm, 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 I saw a lot of end to second round picks for him. Yeah, so. I saw second, second, and third. And we talked earlier about the end of season breakout running yep. backs doesn't fare too well the next year so if you can get any sort of value for him shanahan has no loyalty to his running no, backs no. none like burrito was the thing and then coleman and then mister yeah. jeff wilson was even a thing for a few games he was he was how about a rookie you'd like to see on this team um you know i don't really think they need to use a day one or day two pick at the wide receiver running back position but you know with with the senior bowl just past us you know yeah. i think they could add some some length and some just kind of a dynamic there, maybe some uh, a Denzel Mims or something like that. It seems like they really like utility players. Yep. J- Jalen Hurd. He was a third round. They picked him in yeah, the third, that, Debo in the second. Yeah. So I think they've invested, you know, I think they hit gold with Kittle and they did. Well, we don't, they don't know what they haven't heard yet. If you're a Hurd believer, by the way, he's wide receiver 79. Yeah. He's free. Like <laughs> you should throw a fifth round rookie pick for him, but I don't know. Denzel Mims seems like an interesting guy that could be, I don't know, maybe a late third or something like that. I don't know where he's going to go, but he could be a nice utility player to add to their group. It seems like they want to collect guys that can get a job done. Right. You have to be able to block too. Yeah. I had Henry Ruggs. Yeah. He doesn't have a breakout, which makes me a little nervous about him, but I think he could really open things up for this offense and be the deep threat we thought Dante Pettis would be, mm-hmm. who just fell off a cliff. Speaking of second-round picks. Yeah. That was two years ago? I forgot about him. Yeah, I have, I have a note about him with the Henry Ruggs. Like, <laughs> Guess we can't sell him anymore, can we? <laughs> I don't think, no. I don't think you'll get anything. Along with Jalen Hurd, if you're a Dante Pettis believer, you might be on your waiver wires yeah. or people holding on because of that second-round value. But was he even on the field? Was he hurt? I don't I don't know. Kyle Shannon had said some weird things about him a couple times during the season, and I just don't know. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) the weirdest one was whenever he said he was talking about Debo Samuel and looked over at Dante Pettis and said, we wanted a real man at wide receiver because he was talking about Debo at at the Senior Bowl and like what you look for in players in the Senior Bowl. And he looked over at Dante Pettis and said, we look for real men who can play receiver at the – Senior Bowl. Yeah. So it seems like Shanahan really just kind of wants a bunch of dudes, though. He doesn't, he, I know he had Julio in Atlanta, but well, he, he inherited that. Yeah. You're not going to not use Julio, but it seems like his style more, he just kind of wants a group full of dudes that he can kind of get to play a certain role. Julio is a once in a right position, once in yeah. a lifetime receiver. So, uh, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Anyone you want to buy from the Seahawks? Yeah, I'm going to throw out some offers for every running back not named Chris Carson. Yeah, so I, like I know it. Penny had the late season injury. 
Um, he looked good before that. Obviously, he's he's already kind of a bust. Yeah. Um, as a first round pick, who's going into year three, who probably won't even play until what week ten or twelve, with the yeah, late the, season injury. It, yeah. So I think he's a forgotten man. He's RB forty four. That's that's pretty cheap for running back. Any running back past like thirty he's to talented. me is like take a chance on them. Right. Right. Because if they pop at all, that's worth the RB thirty price. So I actually want to buy him and um, Travis Homer. Travis Homer is RB63. So Miami. I want to just acquire both of them yeah. and just kind of see what happens there. If you got the roster space, that yeah. makes sense. Because yeah. we don't think Chris Carson is – I have Chris. I don't have anyone as – I didn't have anyone as my buy. Mm-hmm. I like the running back pickups. You can get them for cheap. Yeah. Well, what would you be willing to pay for a penny, a third? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd spend any third on him. Okay. Yeah. If I had pick, I don't know, if I had pick, you know, 22, 23, 24, I'd even consider that. No. Maybe I can get the same team and I would I would toss pick 20 for both of them or something like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, how about a sell? I had Chris Carson as my sell. Yeah. And I assume you would be on the similar boat if yeah, yeah, you're looking to buy all the other <laughs> running backs. He was RB17. He fractured his hip in week 16. Not good. And yeah, on the DLF trade finder, I'm seeing if I can get carry on in a fourth, Cohen in a first and a second. Wow. I'm and I don't know if this was recent trade after the hip injury. Yeah. So I mean he had a great year, but I mean he's definitely a serviceable NFL running back and he's already he's so far exceeded the draft capital and, and all those things. He's kind of playing with house money. Yeah. Yeah, so is that, is that who you had as yourself? Yep. All right. <laughs> How about a rookie you'd like to see on a... Um, I think, you know, it, this isn't for fantasy, but I I want a lot of offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah? Um, I just think that... How about a new coach? Yeah, right? You know I'm not a Pete Carroll guy, but... Um, I think Lockett and Co- Metcalf are a good combo. Yeah. I definitely could see them going tight end. There's a couple intriguing tight ends in this draft. Um. But really, I, I honestly not not fun for fantasy. But I really just want to get the, see them get better at the positions that actually matter. Right, the trenches. Yeah, it so, makes sense. Yeah, I had Michael Warren the second out of Cincinnati, since they seem to be able to just pick these late round running backs yeah. and come in and grind. He had thirteen hundred yards rushing and nineteen touchdowns as a sophomore. Thirteen hundred wow. total yards and nineteen touchdowns as a sophomore. Twenty catches each of the last two years. So. It's not bad. No. I yeah. think he will it looks like he may test fairly athletic. So Yeah. And not, Pete Carroll does not care at all about draft capital. No. No. At all. So I was like, hey, throw him on the team. It would, yeah. it would not be good for your uh buying the other two running backs. But. Well, I mean Homer's free, so yeah, I yeah, would probably yeah. just buy Michael Warren in the third <laughs> yeah, round of a rookie draft too, and just collect all, <laughs> all of them. All three all yep. of them except <laughs> everyone but uh but Chris Carson. All right, so we're gonna Finish up with the Los Angeles Rams. Anyone you'd like to buy from these Rams? What a down year. Yeah. That was a kind of a bummer. Yeah. What a disappointing year. Yeah. I want to buy – I'm going to stick with my – if you have any faith in a post-RB30 running back, you buy him. So I'm going to buy Darrell Henderson. Last year's kind of draft darling a little bit. Yeah. He was going top 10 in a lot of rookie drafts. He's – Fallen, I think he was like RB twenty two or twenty three going into the season. Yeah, he's all the way down to thirty five. I I'm really am a believer in any RB past thirty that you like at all, especially if they're young. I'm just gonna buy them because you can miss out on 
with the cost of RB35 over and over again, and it's really not going to impact your team too much. No. So I'm going to buy Darrell Henderson. Gurley was r- really not efficient last year. I mean, I think we were all happy that he made it through the season, um, didn't end up on IRR, missed touchdown it many heavy. games. Super touchdown heavy, but really inefficient. Didn't catch a lot of passes. Mm. Um, his yards per carry was terrible. If you watched him play, it was, it was really bad. Um, so... I don't know what's going to happen there, but at RB35, uh, Darrell Henderson's got the draft capital. They liked yeah. him a lot. I think he had to get used to this, the zone scheme that they run. I don't think he did that at Memphis, so no. I think he had a little bit of learning curve there. Um, I, I just, could, I know Gurley made it through the season, but it just didn't look right. No, and I had Darrell Henderson here, but the track record of rookie running backs that had less than 150 yards rushing in their rookie yeah. year is... Very bad. Yeah, I would imagine. It's mainly undrafted free agent or day three picks. Alex Collins, Damian Williams, Deion Lewis, etc. Damian Williams? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Two touchdowns in the Super Bowl? That's true. I mean, if you want to <laughs> if you want to buy Darrell Henderson now. Would you buy wait, 23-year-old Damian Williams? <laughs> and hold him for, for RB35. <laughs> for the next hold four for years. years. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I don't think I'd be doing that. Uh, so well, but what's our RB thirty five is what late really late second round pick. Yeah. So you know I don't know what am what am I getting at pick twenty three in this I don't know. draft? I'm thinking about I'm getting Michael Pittman. Like maybe I'm taking a shot on another rookie Zach running Moss. back and seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean just because history says if they don't do it, if he, yeah, I, but, I agree with you. He's from a small school. So you have to look at it in context. And and he got stuck behind Gurley. Right. I mean, but Gurley's he's 20, 25, going to be 26. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because we talked before, I had a note here, we talked before about Justice Hill, which makes more sense because he's behind a 30-year-old running mm-hmm. back. But Gurley, and what's his contract? He's still there. He's going to be there next at year. At least two more years. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that makes sense. I don't know if I'm... For a second, but you hate to bank on someone getting hurt. But like, do you in the crystal ball? Do you see two years from now, Gurley playing thirty-two games? No, but and at some point, if he averages, I mean, Malcolm 3.9, Brown's still there, and he's he, third on the depth chart. Which, yeah, I mean, Malcolm Brown's a free agent at the end of the season, but yeah, but they they signed him, and what last year they uh, the Lions, Lions yep. offered what yep. like a second, third yeah. rounder, yeah. So, I don't know. I like you said after thirty, it's, yeah, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, anyways, it's, I, mean, I don't know if he'd be one. I'd be putting my chips on. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I had no one as a buy, but I'm selling Cooper Cup. You are. I am. He's wide receiver seventeen. From week ten on, he averaged less than five catches and fifty yards. I mean, he just blew up. Uh, along with Galladay, he was the only wide receiver with double digit touchdowns this year. So I think he was. I mean, don't think he was very touchdown dependent. He'll be 27 next year. To me, he profiles as a wide receiver too, as his ceiling. Had a great year. I mean, maybe if he hits 10 touchdowns again as his age 29 season or 28, like I don't think that happens again. Is he next 27? Year. Yes, he'll be 27 to start next year. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not good. I mean, he was an older prospect and he's proven himself. Yeah, which, he's so been you great. can't like, but torn ACL, mm-hmm. came back. Had a good year after he got blanked in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Really just went downhill after that. 
I would like because like whenever I think about this, I think about the top four wide receivers in this class. To me, C.D. Lamb, Rager, Higgins, and Judy, and mm-hmm. I want any of them over Cooper Cup right now. So that's why he's a sell to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Their ceilings are much higher. Yeah. How about you? You have a sell? Yeah, I just I feel so bad for Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah, I really do. I mean, if I can get anything for him, I I can't believe we're one two years removed from him being like wide receiver 12 and yeah. thinking like hey he's brandon cooks always produces thousand yard thousand season yard every year he's wide receiver 35 now and i mean really if i can move him for there's a there's a lot of receivers in that range that i would rather have at this point because i just don't see the concussions uh, yeah you don't it's know it's just it's it's sad but you know i i don't He's. I feel like he's going to end up clogging your roster. Mm. That makes sense. I think you know it's one of the reasons the team kind of. This is one of the big reasons that this team kind of stunk last year too. They just didn't have that tiered depth of weapons. Either. Yeah. And a really bad offensive line. Yeah. They lost a lot in the off season. How about a rookie? Yeah, um, I think that they could use with the Brandy Cooks, right? And right. they've got Cup, they've got Robert Woods. Um, I don't know what they have in Higby, really. I'm not sure about Higby Everett combination. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Josh Reynolds either, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I think they could use. I, I try to go with a little bit of a Senior Bowl kind of. You know, that's that's what everybody's talking about now. So yeah. I'm actually kind of interested in maybe a fourth round pick on KJ Hill from Ohio State, another yeah. older prospect. But I think he could be Absolutely. ready to contribute right away. And I think this team. McLaurin style. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if this team's 100 percent ready to, to compete again for a Super Bowl. But I think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them to have someone come in and be kind of mature enough to to be ready to contribute on day one. And he's, you know, we'll see what he tests like at the combine. But he's definitely a, a more mature, advanced receiver. So right, right, I think that could could work for them at at a later draft pick. So I have a player, and I just wrote him down on this team because. I wanted to get your thoughts on him, but Donovan People Jones, yeah, number he, he was like the number he one was receiver, the top in his, wide receiver yeah. in his class. I remember that he went to he he went to school in Detroit. He um, never broke out at Michigan. Uh, I'm seeing I seeing mock drafts with a day two draft grade. I mean, I could see like a late third maybe, but I I've I saw some like early seconds early yeah. on, and that that was just crazy. Are they just banking on he was big, strong, and fast? Or was Michigan's offense just terrible? Even if Michigan's offense was terrible, he never broke out, so he never demanded targets in that offense. No. And other guys did. I mean, Tariq Black did. Yeah. uh, Nico Collins did. Yeah. So it's not like he was, you know, on his own. I I don't understand, honestly, the number one wide receiver. This reminds me of Justin Shorter for Penn State. Yeah. A whole other story. But, um, yeah, it just kind of another sad story about how you know, wasted talent but um yeah you could see it happen i mean he declared and and i've seen him all over the board from second to fourth round and yeah yeah i just wanted to throw him out there as another wide receiver we boy. haven't talked about yet yeah uh, i don't know if he'd fit on this offense but they don't really have a wide receiver built like him so i mean what's he gonna have to do with the combine to get day two draft capital in your mind <sighs> I don't know. Does it matter about the combine? I mean, he has, he didn't do anything in college. No but, no, but I mean, I'm saying if he's six foot 
three two fifteen and he blazes or something so like that. He runs like a what four four five four, and he and he yeah. has a thirty five inch vertical and I I don't know I mean what would yeah, he have to do that. to like I think a four four yeah I think in the four four like low four fours yeah like you said thirty eight inch vertical people yeah they get crazy whenever you see athlete oh well we could develop him we can change him and I don't know Mm-mm. yeah it doesn't look that way. You think the problem there is Goff? Do you think it's do you think it's just McVay's system got tired? Do you think it's the offensive line and Gurley look bad? I think Goff is average to slightly above average. The offensive line lost a lot this offseason. Mm-hmm. That that those are just two biggest things to me. Obviously, you know, Cooks you could, and Gurley were big hits. Yeah, I Cooks mean. and Gurley were hurt. And they just keep mortgaging the future to yeah. try to patch up different parts of the team instead well, they of building bring, it. it's like everyone they want to bring in is old like clay matthews and Weddle. Yeah. it's like i don't know this isn't like and then ramsey has him over like what are they gonna do with him they they know. traded so much for him it's like the invincibles just bring in like a bunch of i don't know yeah i i don't i don't think everyone was so excited after two years ago about mm-hmm. this offense and it was a build-up because the year before that they improved year after that exploded Last year, not good, but we just see it in the offensive line. I don't know. I don't feel great about golf. I think there's going to be some dark days for this team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The the cap and McVay. I think McVay's smart enough to maybe figure some things out, but geez, with everything that happened and how they're not going to bring in like really good young talent. No. So that could. And they've th- traded so many picks away that I mean that no- kind of. Diminish the pipeline. They're going to be day three picks for the next five years. Yep. That's what it seems like. So that wraps up mm-hmm. our off-season buys and sells. And we talked about this, I think, every episode. But don't go out and buy and sell these people right now. Mm-hmm. Wait for the prime times to buy, and that's after the combine, after the draft, or right before your rookie drafts. you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The longer you wait, the more value the whole crew. These players, in general, th- some things could change, but right now it's kind of a dead season in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you want to be reviewing your roster. Don't be sending out trade offers before we know what they do at the combine, especially including picks. I guess if you want to take a chance on some players landing in better situations on prospects, that, that blows like, up on me more does, than it does any good. It does never guessed no, right. No. So I th- to to the dynasty in depth team we say learn from our mistakes and go ahead and wait until after the combine at least. Yep, dangle the carrot, but uh, hang on to it for for another month or two. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on Twitter at dynastyindepth.com. We're also updating our website www.dynastyindepth.com. Or no, our Twitter handles at dynastyindepth. It's all dynastyindepth. So. <laughs> Find us on your podcast at Dynasty in Depth. Just look it up. Pretty much any, if you Google Dynasty in Depth, the front page is us. We've got it all. We got it all. So thanks for tuning in and tune in next week as we move on to what we're most excited about, the rookies. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, everyone.